Welcome back to Tivating Patiently and happy 2024. This is the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tivate. My name's Elizabeth, and this week's episode is all about spending New Year's Eve with Aaron Tivate at 54 Below. For me personally, Aaron's 2018 New Year's Eve concert and his 2019 concert at 54 Below, they are two of my most watched Aaron concerts on YouTube. So when it was announced that Aaron would be returning to 54 Below to ring in 2024, the excitement was beyond. Like tickets for this concert, they sold out during the pre-sale. It was basically Tivate Nation's version of the Eras Tour. Walking into 54 Below, it was exciting to see that there was a setup for a band. Aaron's most recent concerts have just been with Brian, or his pianist that he was with at TCU in Texas, Dave. Which is great. Brian's banter with Aaron, it is unmatched, and you miss it when you don't have it. But knowing that Aaron was going to be performing with a band leveled up the anticipation because... We hadn't really seen that since his last 54 Below concerts. So how it worked, we had a reservation at 54 Below for 10 p.m. for dinner, and then Aaron's concert would start at 11 for the hour leading up to midnight. However, with the line of people that were forming outside and how cold it was and being it was New Year's Eve, basically in the heart of Times Square, they started to let us in early around 9 p.m. and we got seated shortly after which was like a huge surprise and really nice to just be able to get in and get settled for that extra time and it it always seems to happen this way when you're looking forward to something but the final 10 minutes until 11 p.m. felt like they were going by so slowly just waiting for Aaron and then the band started to come out followed by Brian And they started playing the music for Where the Streets Have No Name. And then Aaron was introduced, and a couple seconds later, he weaved his way through the tables to come on stage, and thus began New Year's Eve with Aaron. My husband has attended a few Aaron concerts with me before, and he hasn't been very familiar with the musical theater songs that Aaron has performed. Like He's gotten a little familiar just from hearing them, but doesn't have the context of what, what shows they go with. And I kept telling him, leading up to New Year's Eve, that if there was a concert where Aaron would include his other pop covers and sing some new Taylor Swift, this would be the night and venue where he would do it, and Aaron sure did not disappoint. He opened with Where the Streets Have No Name, and then he did his humble Aaron welcome of saying thank you to everyone for coming, he can't believe people came, etc. And then he went into, what are you doing New Year's Eve? And then acknowledged after that he knows it's a little bit late to be asking that question because we were all there. I love that he kept Fight the Dragons on the set list for this concert. This song really seems to be the nod that he gives to his parents every show. And while he didn't talk about them in any stories this time, him performing this song felt like his way of acknowledging them. 
And it's also fun that his rendition of the song, I Cannot Hear the City, it was performed for the first time just a month ago, November, and he has sang it since twice. He sang it at TCU and he sang it on New Year's Eve. So, and he's made this song be his connection to New York City and all that the city means to him. He then went on to talk about New Year's a little bit and how he always looks at it as a time to look back and be grateful for all that's happened in the year and to also look forward to for all that's to come. And then he took a few moments to acknowledge something new about himself, explain why it's there, and he also gave the audience the tiniest glimpse of what we have to look forward to in just six weeks. So also, I realize I've been up here now for a few minutes, and there's something I kind of need to make sure we have an understanding about. Um, I, have, I have a beard on my face. It's not, it's not like an illusion. Um, I just want you to see that, that I'm acknowledging it, and that for a night like tonight, I would usually shake it off. But I have to, I have to grow it out because in about six weeks, it's basically. <laughs> very fucked up superhero and um, I like to think of this as what's protecting me from that so thank you I just need to acknowledge that um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna torment anyone tonight with any uh, songs from that show um, <laughs> I'm so happy that he gave in and sang a few Sweeney notes. The audience sure appreciated it, and I think he appreciated seeing how excited everyone was to hear him. Aaron also talked about the phenomenon that is Times Square on New Year's Eve. But uh, listen, we are in, we're, we're essentially in Times Square. I mean, we are in the middle of New York City on New Year's Eve, and this is a place that people all over the world look to on New Year's Eve to be. They watch it on television, they watch the ball drop. People, I don't understand why, <laughs> travel here and stand outside, and I'm not judging anyone if you've done it, okay? But people come here and stand outside for hours. I mean, like, hours. I, where, where do you, has anyone done that? Where do you go to the bathroom? You know. You know. Yeah, see, I'm out because of that. I'm with Aaron on this 100%. I mean, I don't want to deal with the crowds, but the bathroom thing, no thank you. Hard pass. My husband and I stood on at like the intersection of 52nd Street and 7th, like a little bit before the concert, and we could see the ball in Times Square and also the massive crowds. It was wild. Prior to New Year's Eve, I had shared a post like just about some highlights for of Aaron's year. And this post was about his concert in Tangier, Morocco that he was a part of in the summer. And it was such a surprise concert to learn about and hearing him sing songs that we had never heard him sing before from Jacques Brielle is alive and well and living in Paris. And that was like just a fun part of the summer, just something so new. And one of the songs from the concert was Amsterdam. And 
The videos that surfaced from that concert, we were all blown away by Aaron's passion performing that song. And learning that it was on the set list for New Year's Eve had everybody so excited. And Aaron talked a little bit about his time in Tangier and about the song. And then he brought all of the passion that we saw in the videos over the summer to the 54 Below stage. And it was like the audience's jaws collectively just hit the floor. just surreal to hear him perform that live. He had his fist clenched. He was so full of emotion and passion. And after performing that song, he went on to share how he has been thinking about that song a lot while he's been rehearsing Sweeney Todd. That song, it's just like, it's, the, it's like one of the weirdest songs I've ever cool, come across, but it's very cool. And yeah, I don't know, it's been, um, I've thought about it a lot. I just think you know, I'm in the middle of this rehearsal for Sweeney Todd, which has like been so unbelievably satisfying and terrifying and all the things at once. And there's just like a, that song has a, it has guts to it. I think that's the best way to describe it. And I think that, you know, that show has, I just, it, the show has so much guts. Uh, and so I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when he came to the re realization of what he said about Sweeney having so much guts, his facial expressions were just so funny. He like bit his fist, like he like couldn't believe what he said and Brian blamed it on Aaron's beard, which just made it all so much better. And as we know, Aaron had a milestone birthday this year with turning 40 years old. And prior to going into his Rent songs for the evening, he talked about how he has now been performing and singing on stage for half of his life. And the way he talks about that, it's like he is still in disbelief himself that this is his life, that he gets to do this every day. And from there, he went into One Song Glory and Without You. And these have both become Aaron's staples over the past year. But being accompanied by the band this time leveled both of them up big time.
special guests made an appearance for Aaron's next two songs, Danny Bailey and Topher from Schmigadoon and Schmicago. And I feel like I say this every time, but the way Aaron just becomes Danny Bailey as soon as the music starts playing for You Can't Tame Me is amazing. His body language and mannerisms change and Even though we all know it by now, he still likes to draw attention to the parts of that song that are very carousel. However, this was by far my favorite performance of Doorway to Wear for a personal reason. Up until this point, Aaron had been doing a good job, like not good, amazing job of moving around the stage so that everyone had a good view of him. But at the start of Doorway to Wear, he walked over and stepped off the left side of the stage a bit, like kind of into the audience. And he sang a few lyrics, like gave, just sang a few lyrics to that side of the stage. And then he crossed over to where we were sitting on the right side and he sat down on the steps, like on the steps. This was right where our table was. And before the show, I had moved my chair to be like right up against the steps so that I could face him like straight on and not be turned to the side. So when Aaron came over in this moment, he was literally both right next to and in front of us at the same time. Like we could feel him sit down. It was unbelievable to be that close to him while he was singing. And I think my held, I held my breath the whole time he was sitting there. Keeping with the theme of setlist staples, after the Schmigadoon section, Aaron performed Thunder Road, accompanied by the band and Brian's harmonies. And this performance was the one that actually made me feel emotional. Usually, it's without you. This time, it was Thunder Road. Aaron was just so into it, and just hearing him and Brian together, their bond was so special. Just before midnight, Aaron performed Hallelujah and Castle on the Hill. Both of these have been off his set list for a while and Hallelujah has been one that I think many have been hoping to hear live. And Aaron prefaced the song simply by saying that it's one of his favorite songs of all time and based on how he performed it, that's clear. 
And then just as Castle on the Hill wrapped, Aaron looked at his watch and it was time to count down to 2024. And then the medley started. Full disclosure, we caught a glimpse of the set list prior to the show and even talked to the drummer a little bit about it. But even with knowing what was coming, like nothing could have prepared us. So I'm just going to share little snippets of the songs from the medley that Aaron performed because his performances will do better justice than any words that I have ever could. hero and I'm just Ken can you freaking believe it we have been tivating for a new T-Swift song for so long and many figured that it was going to happen this night but still his dancing he was in his full Swifty element in between anti-hero and I'm just Ken. A waiter from 54 Below brought out champagne to the stage and Aaron shouted him out and called him the real hero. And then he did a cheers. He drank some champagne and walked over to Brian as Brian was pulling out the Ken, the Kenuff tie-dye sweatshirt from his bag. And the drummer laughed at my reaction because I must have just been squealing. As Aaron started, he said, I've got my glasses on because everyone gets my voice, but only Barbie gets my eyes. And he pulled his glasses down ever so slightly to look out into the audience. And I realized later in the night after a friend pointed her out that Erica was seated in the back. And when Aaron pulled down his glasses to talk about Barbie, he was looking directly at her. Aaron encored the night with the movie version of your song, the version he likes in the key that he likes. He blew the audience a kiss, 
put on his sunglasses, tossed the sweatshirt over his shoulder, and Ken peaced out. I mean, Aaron gave the audience everything they could have wanted and more from a 54 Below New Year's Eve concert. And even now, just a few days later, his I'm Just Ken performance has gone viral. He's insane in the best way possible. I had the chance to meet Erica after the show, and she is just as sweet as you could imagine. And I asked her if Aaron had rehearsed I'm Just Ken for her before the show, and she said no, that the set list was a complete surprise to her, so she had the same reaction as all of us when he did that. Now, I hope Aaron does another New Year's Eve concert sooner rather than later, and I hope that there's more options because, like, I know so many people wanted to be there live it sold out so quickly like i hope there's a live stream and just multiple options for people to be able to see it like a concert is with him is like the only reason i will leave the house on new year's eve otherwise it's home and most likely asleep before it's even midnight thank you so much for listening today and continuing to support this podcast if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, follow along on Instagram at Tevating underscore patiently or on TikTok at Tevating patiently and hope to have you back here for episode 72. I will love you until-